0: Good evening, everybody. I hope everyone is very well on this Wednesday evening. I know many people can't get on because of schedules and kids' events and everything, but um, I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. Hi, Catherine i have a transcript which i spent hours doing today hi sherry because i'm sure many of you know i'll go off on complete tangents and i want to try to keep this short and sweet and i also have my microphone on so i'm hoping that it records properly and i can upload it to the podcast platform so You guys can listen to it again later when you're walking. Shannon, hi. Denise, hi. Is my microphone very loud? Because if it is, I can turn it down a bit. So just let me know, Catherine or Shannon. And then we'll just wait a minute and get into this. Hi, Samantha. I'm glad you could hop on, Samantha. You're really going to like this. Sounds great. Awesome. If it's too low or high, I can change it because it's my actual microphone. Penny, hi, thank you. Some new faces that I didn't expect to see. Okay, so let's get straight into this. I'm going to just go through everything. Just a bit of a warning in advance. This might sound like a bit of a horror story, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. So um yeah just bear with me and then if you do have questions at the end and we have a few minutes i of course will answer them anyone else it's great annie hi tanya hi okay let's go if i keep saying hi to everyone we'll just be wasting time so body fat set point many of you will have heard of this and more than likely you'll have heard of body weights at point but it's not body weights at point it's actually body fat set points and what is this well this is a range or it's a range of body fat that is tightly controlled by your body's homeostasis mechanisms which If you don't know what homeostasis means, it just means balance and your body always wants to be in balance. It always wants to be in homeostasis. So it's that natural range of body fat that your body likes to sit at. Your body will defend this range, especially in times of stress or perceived stress. And that can include travel, poor sleep, overtraining, which is usually my case, under eating, emotional stress, anything, your body will defend this range of fats. And before I go on, everything I cite in this or refer to, I will post the studies for you guys to check out if you want. I know not everybody likes to read the studies, but they'll be there if you want to check them out. So um, this set point is usually something you can get below if you diet, but if you go back to normal eating and you go back to that body fat level, this is where your body feels comfortable or it's accustomed to being. So I'm sure we've all heard, like everyone has heard of somebody who lost a lot of weight, but then they stopped doing what they needed to do and they gained all the weight back and some. That's usually the case. So the truth of it is that all of us have a body fat set point but it's highly individual. You could have five different people and they might have five different set points based on a range of factors including genetics, their activity level uh, and a lifetime of nutritional habits which might be yo-yo dieting or something like that so then whatever that set point is the body or your body it wants to keep you there as long as it possibly can because it's part of your staying alive your survival mechanism so samantha All of you actually, I think, are going to be interested to hear what comes next. So if you drop calories too quickly, the body will adapt to make fat loss more difficult. Samantha, this rings home with you. Whereas if also for some people, if they consume too many excess calories, the body will adapt to make weight gain harder. And i know most people would love that they'd love to be able to eat more calories and not gain weight but these are what we'd call like our hard gainers the people who struggle to put on muscle and weight no matter how much they eat so these adaptations are made through changes in your metabolism so why does this happen well for a couple of reasons One being because the further you get below your body fat set point the more efficient your body systems become. The mitochondria which you know I talk a lot about these are your cellular energy systems or your little nuclear power plants in your cells like I always think of Homer Simpson's nuclear power plant those are your mitochondria they make the energy. So the mitochondria, they become able to generate power on less fuel, so your metabolism adapts. And in this case, where you're not trying to survive in the wilderness and conserve energy, that's a bad thing. If you can keep your body producing energy at a lower rate on less fuel, that's a problem. So this would be efficiency. So this increase in efficiency has a ripple effect. Your basal metabolic rate is lower. The amount of energy you expend during exercise gets reduced. And I know this is true for me for sure. And even the thermic effect of food, which is the amount of calories you use to break down nutrients. So I always use the steak analogy. If you have a 200 um, calorie piece of steak, and it takes you 100 calories of energy to digest that, then you only have 100 calories that you absorb. So that's your thermic effect of food. So that also decreases. So the further you get below your body fat set point, the more efficient you get with your energy. And the more you push yourself down into caloric deprivation, which a lot of people will do. They'll hit a plateau and they, Samantha, again, you'll, I'm sure you'll relate to this. They hit a plateau and then what's next? Oh, I'll just cut more calories or I'll exercise even more. So let's say you're on your second or third or fourth dieting cycle. The more you do this, the more you're reinforcing this efficiency so in layman's terms the more you diet the harder it gets to lose weight each time you diet so okay is is that making sense with everyone so far hi jess jackie Teresa. hi great okay grace so Bad news so far. We're going to kind of keep with the bad news for a while. So this range of body fat, um, this is what's interesting. The range of body fat is also controlled by your body fat cells and their size. So the individual fat cells. Most people believe that fat cells are neutral that they're just storage sites for extra calories or fat which is not true fat cells are so much more than that they're considered endocrine organs in themselves and they're storage sites for toxins and inflammatory molecules like in the health industry in the scientific world fat cells are officially recognized as endocrine organs in themselves. So not only do they store toxins and inflammatory molecules and hormones, but they also send out hormonal signals. They talk to the brain, they talk to each other. And one of the hormones they do this with is leptin. So We're going to get into leptin a bit more, you'll have heard me talk a lot about leptin, it really is a key hormone that I try to balance, so the size though of these individual cells in research has been shown to be one of the key factors that controls body fat set points. So leptin, which is our satiety hormone, is um, that's what's m- most commonly known to do, like it's the hormone that tells your brain, hey, you're full, you've had enough food, we're good to go now until dinner or whatever. That's what it's most commonly known as, but it does a lot of other things. So leptin is released from your fat cells and your stomach when you eat and that hormone gets sent up to the brain and it says, hey, I'm full now. You can stop eating. Um, leptin has a huge impact in the gra- in the brain, primarily in the hypothalamus. Uh, it's a very important hormone to know about. Most people know about insulin. They know about estrogen and cortisol and all, but don't fully know about leptin. So this, this is an important message for you guys to take home, especially if... Well, most people are on a fat loss journey or even just a health journey, or a lot of people want to help a family member or a friend that they think maybe needs to lose some weight for their health. This information is going to be helpful for them. So leptin talks to the brain through the hypothalamus, but the hypothalamus is also where we regulate our temperature and our heart rate, and our metabolic rate, and then, of course, our hunger signal. So it's your hypothalamus is your homeostasis control center. So that balance that we're always trying to find, being at peace, being in homeostasis, that's controlled by the hypothalamus. It also influences your hypothalamus, also influences your autonomic nervous system, which for those of you that don't know, but I think most people know, is where we either activate our rest and digest state or our fight and flight response. So that, that like our hypothalamus is super important. Okay, so when you diet, your fat cells shrink. That means if your fat cells send out leptin, as your fat cells shrink, your leptin level goes down. And what's intriguing about leptin is that the studies have shown that your levels drop far more than they should based on the amount you lose. And then they stay low even after your weight has stabilized. So Tara said she, Tara, one of the girls in my group, um, one of my clients, she mentioned that she watched some documentary or something recently on uh, Netflix, Ask the Doctor or something it was called, and it basically discussed this woman... Who had lost a lot of weight and kept it off for six years, but over the six years, it was a real challenge for her because her body kept wanting to go back to its original weight. It wanted to go back to its body fat set point, and Tara was asking me why that was, and this is what we're getting into now. I haven't seen it, I don't know how much she lost, I don't know if the woman gained the weight back, but All of this that we're talking about right now is part of what happened. Even with the biggest loser people. Um, And they gained the weight back plus more. If anyone's seen it, let me know if that woman did gain the weight back. Um, There's an old saying And it's true for me, the weight loss is not necessarily the hard part. The maintenance is the harder part, especially as your body adapts, as you maybe get used to certain exercises and eating a certain way. Um, So your fat cells shrink, your leptin levels go down and they stay low even after your weight is stabilized so basically your body overdoes it if your leptin levels are low and leptin is our satiety hormone and i'm, I'm saying this a bit slower because i really want people to connect the dots if fat cells are low leptin levels are low then you are you rarely feel full or satisfied with your food if you think about it How many times have you lost weight or tried to burn fat or lose body fat to be more specific? It's not weight, it's body fat. And then all of a sudden you have just got this unsatiable hunger and you sit down for a meal and it might've been a great meal, but you're still hungry. You just can't get satiated. Now you know you've lost body fat and I've been eating good and I've been doing everything good, but why can't I stop eating? Why am I so hungry? This is that leptin hormone. So as this fullness hormone decreases, your hunger hormone, it increases. Now, this is all body fat set point. So you get more hunger, less satisfaction, fewer fewer calories being burned because remember your metabolism slows down to adapt and keep you alive. And that obviously sounds like the recipe for binging and weight gain and failure. Now, we're, we're definitely not finished, but you can see the research shows us that 95% of people who lose weight, they gain it back on. Only 5% of weight loss or fat loss losers keep it off in, in the long term. And I mean... depending on how many people are trying, that can be a lot of people, that 5%, but wouldn't we all like to be in that 5%? I'm lucky enough to say, not to make anyone jealous that I am in the 5%, but I can honestly say it's hard. It's hard, every day is hard. Maintenance is hard, harder than getting here was. Okay, so, so far, I know none of that sounds good. Um, and this is the part that you're really not going to like and I'm not saying any of this to scare you only to teach you and then hopefully have you learn how to be more successful on your fat loss and health journey. So I mentioned the size of your fat cells which most people never consider or most people have never heard of leptin so um, it's it's not just the individual, it's the size and the number of the fat cells that both help to determine your body fat set point. Now, before I go on, I just want to be clear. Your body fat set point is the is range that your body wants to keep you at. It feels happy. It feels safe there. It feels like you're surviving there. Even though you may be 100 pounds overweight, your body feels happy there. This this is your body speaking as a third person or whatever, um, so if you do lose that hundred pounds, and you're delighted and you're happy with how you look and life is wonderful, you're gonna have this challenge of your body trying to push you back in that direction, and that is why maintenance can be hard. Or you might see someone they'll they'll be doing great and they'll lose twenty pounds, but then the, that that opposition that push from the body is hard for them to overcome and then they go back the opposite way okay so not to ramble too much so when you and don't get scared by this word um, but when you refeed don't get scared by the refeed word when you refeed after deprivation and deprivation is not after four or five days of a low calorie diet deprivation is six weeks, six months, 12 weeks, a year of basically deprivation and starving yourself, which people do, when you refeed after that and gain back some of the weight you lost, the cells that previously shrank, they will swell in size to their former larger cells. So in theory... This should tell your body that order has been restored and the set point has been defended or reachieved, right? Well, unfortunately, in studies and studies done on rats, because it's not currently possible to measure this effectively in human subjects, but it's reasonable that the same happens in humans when we look at human data to back it up and case studies. Um, and I will share so this specific study that I'm talking about, about, and i'll share all of them but this specific study that i'm about to go into it's titled weight regain after sustained weight reduction is accompanied by suppressed oxidation of dietary fat and adipocyte hyperplasia i know you might get those words it basically means weight regain after sustained weight reduction is accompanied by lower dietary fat and lower, ter- lower fat accumulation on the body. So um, what this study showed is really interesting. And these studies on rats have indicated that this rapid weight regain can actually produce new small fat cells as well. So listen closely because this is, this is stuff that people have not heard before. But we've all heard of so-and-so who lost so much weight and gained it all back. So basically that study that I just told you, what this research in rats showed was when they put these rats on a diet or calorically restricted them, they lost about a seventh of their body weight. So there's a decent amount for a rat. Their fat cell numbers stayed the same And the fat cell size reduced then they let the fats eat at libidum so however much they wanted so they were very depleted their leptin levels were very low their metabolic rate was low and they're hungry so they let them eat what they want then something interesting happens So they had these rats start overfeeding and they noticed the fat cell size. So the fat cell had shrunk, so the cell size stayed the same about the same number. Um, Sorry, it stayed the same, but the number of fat cells increased by 50%. So this is what's called pre-adipocyte differentiation. So this is in the beginning, the the rats had dieted, they lost a seventh of their body weight, and then they start letting them overeat or refeeding again consistently. So the rats started to gain weight again, but the cells stayed the same, except for the number increased by 50%. So normally we have these what are called pre adipocyte cells and basically an adipocyte is a fat cell. Um, so these are pre they're not necessarily full blooming fat cells, but they could be given the right triggers and we all have them and they're not they're us, They're not fully formed fat cells, but they can become fully formed fat cells. Typically, this doesn't happen unless you become so obese that your body has to create new fat cells. But in the situation when you... Uh, are at the end of a diet and your leptin is low, your thyroid is low, which it will be, uh, and some other things. When all this comes together, if you have a massive energy flux, meaning you like drastically overeat, you binge eat, which a lot of people do when they get to the end of a diet or uh, maybe people who have um, prepped for contest at bikini show or something like that once that's achieved or done then they will binge eat so they'll eat a lot in a very short amount of time so what this study showed that when you do that you can actually create new fat cells so you trigger these pre adipocytes to become full bloomed fat cells the more fat cells obviously you have then the greater potential for fat storage you have so is this confusing so far i'm still going through this study cuz so we are getting to the the end point netflix asked the doctor obesity episode thank you for that i like these better than zoom <laughs> okay i'm going to have to flip a coin over the zoom thing okay so these rats now they're they're not just into the refeed stage, they're continuing to feed. So these rats, as they continue to overfeed, they they do return back to their original body weight. They went back up to their original fat mass, but each individual fat cell was smaller, which you'd think, well, that's good. Like the fat cells are still smaller, so I'm still smaller so the individual fat cells were smaller which means the leptin was still lower telling your body you're still in a calorie deficit so that meant the hunger signals didn't normalize either so the study showed that these rats did not stop regaining weight and their leptin levels and hunger signals did not normalize until they were 40 grams above their original weight, which like 40 grams is a lot for a rat um, over their original. So let's convert that to pounds for us that they the they didn't stop gaining weight. Their leptin and hunger signals didn't go back to normal until they were 40 pounds overweight. So we'll just put it like that for us. Uh, and their fat cell size returned back to the size it was before. So in the beginning, when they stopped the diet, and they started refeeding them again, the fat cells didn't move, they stayed small. But as they continued to overeat, now those small fat cells, they started regaining weight, and they kept moving up in size the rats kept putting on weight and they didn't stop putting on weight until those small flat cells had returned back to their original size this is where the problem is so this regain didn't stop until they went back to their original set point in the study was almost to the micron. Like that's how exact it was. The body wanted to get back to that set point with so specific on the size of the fat cell. And now because they had more fat cells, their overall body fat mass became greater they had reprogrammed their body fat set point to be higher and this was the new set point that the body defended so for those who have yo-yo dieted in the past or still do this is a problem so every time you diet and you calorie restrict if you kind of throw in the towel or give up on this and i know this sounds just bad news but if you throw in the towel and overeat yes if you have a refeed for one day you're not going to cause any damage but it's when people overeat and then they just get they don't get back on track they continue to overeat not only have you created more fat cells then they're all coming back to the original size bringing up your body fat set points so that goes back to you here the hCG diet is a prime example of this where people get the to be crude horses urine injections pregnant horses urine injections and then they're told to eat 500 calories a day that is severe calorie restriction they lose the weight we've all seen them lose the weight then they stop it's unsustainable they gain all the weight back plus 40 50 60 extra pounds because of these fat cells and the body fat set point wanting to get back to its original safe place or where it felt homeostasis. So along with all this bad news, the leptin, the fat cells, the increased hunger, which I've experienced. If I'm completely honest, I experience, I know how to cut body fat. I can do it. And if I do it, I'll get to a point where my body will, I'll say, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to have a nice dinner. And it's like I opened Pandora's box. Then it's not just dinner, then it's, okay, I'm still a bit peckish, I'll just have this. And then, oh, I'm still a bit peckish, I'll have a bit of popcorn before I know I have the bag of popcorn. And then once I've had the bag of popcorn, my mind is like, well, you've already went off track, you might as well keep going. So then it might be chocolate or cookies or something like that. Now I know in my head, I don't want to do this, I shouldn't be doing this. But because this hormone and it's all part of this survival mechanism... I have no control and I know many of you can relate to this and you sit down and you just can't stop because it's like this hunger and that's that leptin level trying to get back there. So then we have all of that happening and then we also have increased insulin sensitivity of fat cells resulting from your weight loss which sounds great and in some instances it can be insulin sensitivity is what we want. But when we have this increased insulin sensitivity from like yo-yo dieting and severely restricting calories and not eating enough, um, I've spoken to a couple of people lately that I don't know how they survive on 700 calories a day, but they're not losing weight either. So at this stage, the insulin sensitivity is ideal, but at this stage, dieting more can promote increased nutrient storage in these fat cells in this tissue so to put it all together your body fat set point has effectively gone up but you're not working as well as you should be and your metabolism isn't even working as well so basically your body now wants you to be fatter than you were before you started dieting This is called body fat overshooting, but we're going to leave that for another day. So that is body fat set point. It sounds like a horror story, but it's important for you to know because I think many of my followers and clients are really discovering like there's a lot of variables that go into losing weight and getting healthy. But it's important to understand because it's very, I see it all the time. I saw it earlier on a post, someone tagged me and the girl's like, um, no matter what I do, no matter how much I calorie restrict, I'm not losing weight. So my doctor told me, or a dietitian told her to eat more. So she ate more and she gained weight. So then she tried to diet again by calorie restriction and she couldn't lose the weight. Straight away that tells me, your metabolism has adapted if you eat more and you gain weight your metabolism slow if you eat less and you're not losing weight your metabolism has adapted and it's slow so understanding these different aspects of how it works and hopefully i don't say it too confusing for you can really help people take a step back yeah there's other things involved there is allergies, thyroid, other illnesses but on a basic level this is how the fat cells work and want to keep you safe. So it's not all doom and gloom, it really isn't. There's a few simple very effective ways that you can help Shift your body fat set point and keep it there. I'm obviously proof. I was 280 and now I'm like 140. My body fat set point has shifted and I've been here for a long time now. So a lot of the research points us directly to exercise. Exercise not only helps to lower your body fat set point, but it helps to keep you there reverse dieting samantha in some people and even Teresa, you're both doing reverse dieting now is amazing when done properly for helping to speed up your metabolism while also shifting your body fats at point because if the metabolism increases then you're going to burn more fat but we're not putting you into that oh my god starving kind of state because we're giving you more food I did a video on it. It's complicated. Um, So having scheduled and I'm going to throw in earned refeeds, a refeed will only work if you've earned it and you have put yourself into what we call super compensation mode. I have another video on that over on my YouTube channel. Um, So I go into what super compensation mode is there. When you've done that, when you've done a calorie deficit and you've really worked hard for like five, six days, that's the max I would say you should go. Then having a refeed there, that can be very beneficial for resetting that body fat points, And it just brings it down a little, a little, a little each time you do it because having scheduled and planned refeeds helps to reset leptin, but it also boosts thyroid hormone and thyroid hormone T3 specifically, which is our good thyroid hormone, And we do have T2 as well, and even T1, which are great for the metabolism, but we don't usually look at them. But T3 is like a switch for those pre-adipocyte cells that I said, those pre-fat cells that are not quite fat cells. Well, T3 is the switch for that. T3 helps keep them not being fat cells. Um, And having scheduled plan refeeds is great for thyroid hormone, as long as like, they're earned um a polyphenol rich diet so lots of polyphenols laurie if you get to watch this you have to get used to eating bitter tart sour foods vinegars berries raspberries blueberries very tart granny smith apples balsamic vinegars lemons limes Uh, pomegranate like anything that's bitter tart sour really can help with that body fat set point through different mechanisms Um, and tara collagen research has shown us that collagen can help keep those fat cells small because it strengthens the cell matrix so collagen like everywhere I really should get funded by Organica or something at this stage and I theorize and I'm sure there's research out there to back this up that spices and thermogenic increasing foods also help with keeping your body fat set point lower because spicy foods would cause that fire in your nuclear power plant to like flame up and thermogenic foods like steak like stuff that's very hard to digest you're getting all the calories you're getting the nutrition um but you're burning energy so that it kind of offsets the amount of calories you're not absorbing as much because you're burning as you're eating if that makes sense so your body's still perceiving i'm getting all these calories i'm getting all this food but you're like in the background going yeah but like You're only getting half of them kind of thing. So does that make sense about body fat set point? If you don't understand that, like I hate to say it, I know so many of you have been there. I've worked with so many of you and still do where you either lose a lot of weight and you fall off track for stress or family issues or whatever and you gain the weight back plus more and the more you try to diet the harder it gets and it's just it is that yo-yo and then there's other people who restrict themselves so much that their metabolism slows down and they stop seeing results and what do you do then if you're only eating 700 calories a day and you're 35 for example What do you do? You can't reduce to 500. If you do go to 500 and exercise more, what are you going to do when you plateau at that level? So this is important to understand this. There's a lot of tools. I'm going to say this because I've been putting out a lot of content since September. All of these tools work. But the biggest player is consistency. It's doing it. That's where you're going to see the success, dare I say that I've seen is consistency and consistency is not easy. It's hard. But that's where the success comes. And then you keep the weight off and you don't rebound. Does anyone have questions? No, it's not confusing, but it's frustrating. It is and my heart goes out to people. It all makes sense. And I don't like it. Like lives better. Yay, Facebook videos. Leanne, hi. Tara, collagen. I've been around this weight for about a year now, hoping my set point has adjusted and it won't be such a fight this next year. I agree. Jackie, you're at your body, you're at your maintenance weight for this weight now. You're at your maintenance calories. You have a new set point. Actually, research shows us that if you can keep your weight off, For 3 to 12 months, which is quite a big range, there's a higher likelihood that you will maintain it off uh, and keep it off for good. But I think maybe, Jackie, you could be in the slower metabolism aspect of things right now. Oh, she was on Biggest Loser too. I didn't know that. Well, I obviously didn't. I don't watch it. Um... If we do reverse dieting with you, Jackie, I don't think it'll be such a big fight when you have time to put your mind to it and commit to it. Mm. Mm. I completely understand. Feeling optimistic with the reverse diet these past couple of weeks. It's amazing because you eat more, but you, you lose weight consistently. So not only do you have that, you're getting the satiety. You've got more energy. You've got better sleep, better mood, hormones potentially libido and you're still losing weight while eating more but it has to be done tactfully you can't just calorie restrict and then jump in and say I'm gonna eat more food you really need someone to tell you this is how much because if you jump in like we just said and eat too much food too fast your metabolism will not catch up and you will just gain everything part two this year I'm going to lose another 20 pounds but i i actually thought it said 200 pounds there i was like where will you go there'll be none of you left okay any more questions around this Mm-mm. Jackie, we will, I will, if we're going to do this, I will need you to track in chronometer as much as people hate it because I'll need to see what your maintenance calories are so that I can change it. Erin, I'm glad to see you hop on. I know this has been a struggle for you, too. It goes. I can't stress it enough, it's consistency when it comes to the fat loss game, it is consistency and I know you'll agree with me as well, when we restrict ourselves too much, when we restrict calories, when we restrict carbohydrates and we've maybe a hectic stressful life, the body can only tolerate that for two or three days before you binge or you give in to cheese and wine or chocolate or whatever like it's true I have to be so careful because the leaner you get the harder it is as well you're welcome Samantha so if if I don't eat enough on Monday Tuesday and Wednesday while continuing to train hard and teach and live my life the way I live by Wednesday evening I start to crash hard but my cravings go through the roof because the body is trying to push back it's not feeling safe it's feeling i'm pushing it too hard i'm losing fat too fast and so on and so on Um, how does this work in my situation well chantelle it's a bit hard to gauge right now because you're in such early days so you're gonna have to give it a couple of weeks and see if you do start to plateau that's when you need to look at your calories, your exercise and stuff. There, I hate to say like, in your situation, there is instances where it does go back the other way, where it stops working, and it does go back the other way. Um, But if you're smart, and you just take your time, that's a big thing, because the speed is a very big influence. If you lose weight too fast, you're asking for trouble. If you eat too fast and binge eat too much then you're going to gain weight too fast and you're asking for trouble so taking your time is important there but you have a lot of tools and I spoke to you last week and said make sure you get your fairy dust make sure you're having your bitter tart sour foods I said collagen we spoke about protein so that should offset potential issues anyone else People don't like to hear this. I get it. Like, I get people don't like to hear. Everyone wants it to be more, uh, I don't want to say more complicated, but I get the feeling that a lot of people want a diagnosis. So then the onus is not so much on them, which is unfortunate. Consistency is hard, like I said. But even though we're all individual, we're still humans. We've still got the same genetics. We still have, our cells are still made up of liposomes, ribosomes, mitochondria, nuclei. Like we still have the same makeup. So a lot of the foundational stuff is going to work for all of us. Then yes, there's going to be variations with stress, sleep, thyroid or whatever. But on the basic level, a lot of the basic stuff will work with consistency if you do it long enough if you don't just do it four days or eight days or three weeks like you consistently over time and take your time that's key as well don't expect to lose 10 pounds in two weeks yes some people do but don't have that as your expectation that's where you start to struggle and make things harder okay i'm gonna leave it at that if nobody has any more questions i intended it to be 20 to 30 minutes as usual it was longer so 45 i'll upload it to my youtube channel if you want to share with anyone um and if you do have any more questions pop them below and i will uh, comment when i can thank you love these learning lives A.K knowledge wednesdays you're welcome does resting heart rate play a role in your metabolism adaption yeah of course it does because your resting heart rate is very much influenced by stress by sleep quality by food as you know eating late in the day directly impacts resting heart rate then your muscle mass fitness everything impacts it like the healthier you are, the better it is. It can be confusing because my resting heart rate is around, it was 44 last night because I looked at it, which is pretty low, but that's common for people who exercise a lot. Um, and also, if you take my bedtime stack, Rishi Collagen, I took four of those True Calm last night, the Tulsi. So of course, I'm going to be very relaxed. So my resting heart rate is low, but my metabolism is high because of the amount of muscle I have as well. And because I've mentioned over the last two weeks, I've been doing a reverse diet myself, but more so to cut fat and build muscle. So I'm trying to build muscle. But when I'm asleep, even though my resting heart rate is low, any. I will burn five to six hundred calories when I'm asleep. So I'm sleeping and I'm very deep sleep, very rested. I'll burn a lot of calories. But the average person who maybe is not so healthy, their heart rate is higher because of health. They're just not that healthy. So there's inflammation, there's stress, they don't have good sleep quality. Their resting heart rate is high, but they may only burn 300 calories and 300 is the average for most people when they sleep which is not a lot when you think about it i'm only burning 300 calories over eight hours or whatever so it in that aspect not to be too confusing any yes it does but it's more the outlook on the overall health of the body so um resting heart rate wouldn't wouldn't be the Anything that would cause your metabolism to adapt. It would be everything else, if that makes sense. Okay, you're welcome, Leanne. Okay. And again, I leave it at that. Before I go, just in case you missed what I just said, anyone. One thing that's going to affect resting heart rate and stress the body and mess up your sleep is eating late in the day i know you hate to hear it but it's a true story it is true it's just how it is so that for sure um and obviously contributes to weight gain you're welcome shannon you're welcome annie okay i'll talk to you guys later bye